guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, guys. Morgan here. And Daniel. And Luke. (laughs) Bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. So, hi everybody. Um, We're all just hanging out and we're going to be talking about sin. (laughs) So, like, we're all a little like, what are we going to talk about? And this is super weird. So, round of applause. Please, like, pause the video and start clapping for Luke and for Daniel because... It's really nice of them to be here when they don't really know what we're going to talk about. And I don't really know what we're going to talk about. So come Holy Spirit. Um, So since we're kind of at a loss, we should probably start with a prayer. Would you guys agree? (laughs) In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Totus Tuus Maria Ego Sum. I'm totally yours, Mary. All right. So here we go. I've had my heart for a long time that I would really like to talk about sin because we all sin (laughs) and it's relevant to each and every single one of us um, here in this room and you watching this video at home. And I think there can be a lot of confusion about sin. Um, Like there are so many different kinds of, why are you laughing at me? (laughs) I looked at Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at Luke. It'll make you laugh. Okay. Anyway, um, so like, now I'm just saying, if he looks at you and laughs, then I'm worth looking at you for the time being. Okay, guys, the first point is going to be that sin is fun <laughs> because why else would we do it? <laughs> why else would Daniel look at Luke and laugh if he knew that it wasn't going to be fun? That's not a sin, but sin is fun. And that's why we do it. Like, why else would we do it? So like, <sighs> We're going to try and make a serious topic fun and lighthearted and make more sense. Um, Because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, And we're all Catholic, but we all have friends who are not. And even friends who are Catholic who still don't understand these things. So we just really want to share a little bit more. Um, So I have a great resource here even if you can't see it because of the glare. It's the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So this catechism is huge, as you can see. Like, holy crap, I haven't counted the pages, but a lot. So, like, it's really big. There are four overarching sections, and the third one, part three, is called Life in Christ. It talks a lot about man's freedom, um, freedom and responsibility. It talks about sin, and it talks about the different degrees of sin. So we're going to unpack that a little bit. I am going to read straight from it at some points, but then we're going to talk about that in more of a conversational way because you're probably going to get really bored if you sit here and are watching me read. (laughs) And they're going to get bored if they're sitting here listening to me read. So this is just a springboard for conversation. Okay. And plus, we all mess up, but like we believe that the church 
which is founded by Christ, doesn't. So we're going to rely on that strength. That's why we're starting with this and then seeing where the Spirit leads us, hopefully. So here is what the church has to say. Here's what the catechism has to say about man's freedom. So this comes from paragraph 1730. So it says, God created man a rational being, conferring on him the dignity of a person who can initiate and control his own actions. Daniel. Free will. Whoa! Did you know I was going to say put that in your own words? No, I'm just, oh. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> the definition of free will, is it not? <laughs> that's awesome. No, like literally, yeah, literally down the page it talks about free will and how like God has given us this free will to choose because paragraph 1732 says as long as freedom has not bound itself definitively to its ultimate good which is God and since we are not all like all in with God all the time because we sin um, there is this possibility of choosing between good and evil so either growing in perfection or failing and sinning so yeah, like God gives us free will because if he didn't, it would be like God was this weird puppet master like <laughs> up in the sky yeah. and we would all just be these puppets or robots or do you have another fun analogy? I don't know. Those are the two mm. that like big ones I've heard. Like God gives us free will because if not, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> um, sorry, that's not a joke again. No. Um, <laughs> gosh. But like God gives us free will. So as a result, like we can either choose to come closer to God or we can choose to go away from him. Um, paragraph 1733 says, the more one does what is good, the freer one becomes. There's no true freedom except in the service of what is good and just. The choice to disobey and do evil is an abuse of freedom and leads to the slavery of sin. Luke, without looking, do you know what the two degrees of sin are? Venial and moral. Yay! Good job, Luke. Luke gets a cookie later. Okay? <laughs> I tried to offer him some when he got here. He's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> he can have a cookie later. Um, okay, so he's earned it now, yes. So there are, there are two degrees of sin. There are, like, so many different kinds of sins. Like, we're not going to bore you all with, like, oh, here's every possible sin you could ever commit. But out of all of those sins, there are these two levels. So, venial, which which one is that? The less serious or the more serious? Less. <laughs> yeah, so venial sins are the less serious ones, and then mortal are the more serious. And here's what that kind of means. So, um, paragraph 1857. We're going to talk about mortal sins. We're going to talk about serious sins. For a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be met. Daniel, without looking, do you know any of those three? Or um, all of them? I, three cookies right now. He could pass you. Lisa, what would you say? Venial or mortal? I'm sorry. She said, <laughs> she said, she said venial. Venial? No, we're not. Oh, you said mortal. mortal? Okay, sorry. sorry. Three conditions for mortal sin. Yes. Uh, you know you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or is it? Yeah. You know you're doing it, and then, like, you know you're... You know it's bad. <laughs> Is that? Like, yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. One. Third one. Um, 
Is it like, you know, that it's destroying your relationship? That's like, no, you're doing it, right? Yeah, okay. I'll I'll help you. You both are tied. Two cookies. Okay. Here's what it takes for sin to be mortal. You have to know. So it has to involve grave matter, which means it has to be serious. Um, Murdering someone. Okay. Like that's grave matter. That is taking a life that God has created to take that life of your own accord. That would be grave matter. That would be wrong. So for a mortal sin, first, it has to be grave matter. It has to be serious matter. The second is you have to know that it's serious. For example, um, this is kind of sad, but like I heard last year, I don't know if he was like a missionary or this Christian guy. Did you hear about this guy? He like went to this island. I don't know if he was trying to evangelize or like spread the gospel there, but the indigenous people, like the people who live there, they're not at all like civilized and they murder anyone who like comes to their island because they're like the last tribal island in the world or something. Don't quote me on this exactly, (laughs) but we did look it up at the school I was teaching at. Like it was, it was legit. And this guy like went there and it was actually like illegal to go there. Like no one was supposed to because they're like, dude, you're going to get shot and killed. (laughs) Not with a gun, with arrows. Like you're going to get these arrows and killed. And he did. He went anyway, and they killed him, and they couldn't even go retrieve his body because they were like, he shouldn't have gone there and whatever. So it's like those people who live there, they're not, like, civilized. They're like this tribal indigenous people. They obviously don't know that murder is wrong. They just think they're protecting their island. So even though that's, like, super weird for us to, like, fathom, in that situation, what they would be doing wouldn't it be a mortal sin if they don't realize what they're doing is grave matter? However, it would be wrong for Luke to do such a thing. <laughs> or, wait, do you have a question? Yeah. So like, <laughs> okay. So, like, would he be a... <clears throat> is that grounds for being a martyr? Martyrdom? Yeah. I don't know. I wondered that, too, because it's like, it was illegal to go there. Like, yeah, we are, like you're not supposed to break the law, and, like, breaking the law, if it's a just law, like, it could be a sin. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uncharted territory I here. I don't know. I'm not really sure about that. Um, but like, all I know is those people probably weren't committing mortal sins because they didn't understand what they were doing was wrong. Um, so for something to be a mortal sin, it has to be serious, grave matter. Two, you have to know that it's serious and grave matter. And then three, you have to willingly do it anyway. So, I don't know, if someone is threatening to kill your entire family, if you don't, like, kill this person or whatever, are you, like, really in the wrong? Like, it's still a terrible thing, but, like, is there a slightly less, like, is it slightly less? You just never know. Like, you have to be fully consenting to what you are doing um, for it to be a mortal sin. So, we have a little bit of an analogy because I know that sometimes this is hard to understand how like mortal and venial are different because a mortal sin, um, because of the gravity and the seriousness of it, it like completely separates you from God. Like, do you guys know the only way that you can be forgiven of a mortal sin? Confession. Yes. The sacrament of confession. Um, (laughs) they're keeping cats. Um, whereas venial sins, like, do you guys know some ways that, like, venial sins can be committed? Um, or, not committed. 
forgiven. forgiven. <laughs> Total charity opposite. And like holy prayer. water. Holy water. Pray the rosary. Pray the act of contrition. Um, but the mortal one, since you've like <laughs> literally separated yourself from God, that's a little bit different. So yeah, last year I was a middle school religion teacher. And one day this analogy came to me. And so I just really want to share it with all of you because I think it helped the eighth graders that I was teaching understand it a little bit better. And so hopefully. Okay. So Luke and Daniel are going to both put out an arm. And we have some tape. <laughs> so this tape is venial tape in this analogy. Doesn't even say scotch. It's best choice invi invisible tape. I'm sorry, scotch. I'm cheap. Um, so <laughs> kind of like venial sins. The best choice. Yeah, it's like yeah, the best choice. <laughs> we never want to sin, but out of the two tapes, you'll see this is the better choice. <laughs> so like the way that the youth catechism explains this is sin, venial sin strains your relationship with God, but doesn't completely like cut it off. So in this analogy, Luke, will you hold your arm up, please? In this analogy. Luke's arm, like itself, is going to represent God. And all and like let's say all the little hairs on his arm are representing people who are committing venial sins. Okay? So do you want to pick which hair you're gonna be? No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well. It's fine. I was just buying time as I like grab the tape. Okay. Like so nervous. Okay, so here. Is this tape okay? So this tape is going to represent venial sin, okay? So whenever Luke and all these other little people commit venial sins, ooh, could you like feel it coming off? Just a little bit. Like you can feel a strain in your relationship when you commit a venial sin. Like I don't know what's an example of a venial sin. Being rude to your brother or sister. Or friend. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's that little feeling like, ooh. You know, that wasn't great. So you sense it. Like, there, there is some sort of realization like, oh, that's probably not a great thing. But at the same time, you are not completely separated from God. All the little hairs are still on Luke's arm. And... We already talked about some ways that, like, we can make up for venial sins, these lesser sins. Um, whereas mortal sins, since they actually completely sever us from God because they are serious matter. And these are also things like taking the name of the Lord in vain, um, which a lot of people are really confused about because some people are, I don't know. I hear people say all the, all the time, like, oh, my God. And it's like, question mark. Is that the name of the Lord in vain? See below um, for a really great link to a video that Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension Presents has done on that subject. But taking the name of the Lord is um, a mortal sin. Taking his name in vain is a mortal sin. Um, and also like different sexual sins and things like that. Like those would fall under the category of mortal sin as well as like skipping mass on Sunday, like not fulfilling those obligations as Catholics. Um, so these sins can only be made up by confession because they've totally separated you from God and we rely on that sacramental grace 
to bring us back to God. So, to demonstrate that, <laughs> Daniel is going to get to go now. Can you all guess what kind of tape is going to represent mortal sin? Don't <laughs> We're going to see if this even works. I told him, I was like, watch it not even be painful. But we want it to be painful, right? Because we want it to really represent like how much sin hurts. Yeah. And I just realized I'm going to have to. <laughs> I really don't think it is. Okay. So let's say that <laughs> Daniel's nice, oh, hairy, manly arm. <laughs> Can you really? Yeah. Okay. So let's say that Daniel's arm is representing God in this analogy. And then me and Luke and Daniel and anybody who, let's be honest, has ever committed a mortal sin, this is going to be us in just a few seconds. Watch it not be effective, and I'm going to be really sad. I felt the adhesive. I'm just like, oh, man. I love it. Good, because God, I was about to say adhesives himself, but I was like, is that even a word? Like, God is totally connected to us. Like, when we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism, don't touch it. I was just rubbing it in. <laughs> okay, you rubbed it. Um, like, when grace is poured into us at baptism and we are cleansed of original sin, like, it's awesome. And we are perfectly perfected in grace. And it's amazing. But when we commit a mortal sin, it is that disconnect all over again. And there, it, there is something tragic about that because yeah, we're completely separating ourselves from God and it's excruciatingly painful in our souls. And that is what this is going to represent. Are you ready? I'm ready. I want to see this face. <laughs> oh, I just really hope that it actually hurts because I want this to really just make it quick. Ow. <laughs> that hurt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I'm like bald. <laughs> Holy, oh my goodness. I just want to, on. I just want to show everyone this is what happens when you commit a mortal sin. Oh, oh my god. I'm so proud. You can have all the cookies. I'm bleeding. <laughs> That's what happens. I'm like, actually, if you can, I can't even bend my arm like that. Thank you, Jesus, that it worked so well. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, we're going to leave wow. that over there. So literally. <laughs> <laughs> Difference? I think so. Oh my gosh, that was such a great example. Okay, literally, what happens when we commit a mortal sin? It <laughs> pain, <laughs> like blood in our soul. Like, it hurts, you guys, because we separate ourselves from God. And so many people are like, no, I don't need to go to confession. Or, this is really sad, but I had somebody really close to me one time say, like, if you really have to, what did she say? She was like, I could never believe in a God that I would have to go to confession to confess my sins to. And it just, like, broke my heart because I was like, I don't think people understand why confession is good because it can be really scary. And that's the last thing we just wanted to talk a little bit about with you.
because we've all had experiences in our lives where, like, it was hard to go to confession, but it was worth it. Um, so first of all, like, Jesus told the apostles. So, like, Christ instituted the church on Peter. It says that in scripture. Um, and in the Catholic Church, like, for the last 2,000 years, like, you can trace the Pope all the way back to Peter. Like, it's legit, you guys, I promise. And so he told the apostles, he was like, whoever sins you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. But whoever sins you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Do you guys know what that means? Like, <laughs> whenever you go to your final judgment before God, you'll be like, you're forgiven. Or, you were already forgiven, so like, hopefully no hell. Oh, hopefully no purgatory. Yeah. Mm. Go straight to heaven. Yeah. And we talked about hell, purgatory, and heaven in a past video. I think it was like episode five, Hope in Heaven. Um, but yeah, so basically he was saying like, uh, like, yo, apostles, like, slash my first priests. He was like, whoever sins you bind, like, meaning whoever sins, like, are held onto on earth, like, they're going to be held onto in heaven. Like, if you die with these sins that haven't been confessed, like, when you get to heaven, they're all still on you. Whereas, whoever sins you loose will be loosed in heaven. He was saying, like, whoever comes to you to confess their sins, apostles slash priests, um, like, I will recognize that you have forgiven them. And when this person gets to heaven, I won't recognize any of those sins. Um, there's a lot more that goes into that. Like, I really, really, really encourage you all. Um, if you have more questions to like check out that section of the catechism that we were talking about, cause it explains it in a lot more detail, but just to like know that we can trust Christ on this and that confession, even though it's like really, really scary sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's worth it because like Christ himself told us and told the apostles that this was a good thing. Um, so I was just hoping that we could all speak a little bit about like a time in our life where we were like hesitant to go to confession or like maybe we didn't really realize it was important, but then we went and it was awesome. Like maybe a really good confession experience that you've had or something. Um, I know for me, like growing up, I never really realized that I needed confession because um, like as, as much as like, I love my family and they're super awesome. Um, but I think they didn't really know either like how important confession was because like when I was growing up, we never went to confession together as a family. Um, so I never like really realized it was important until I got into high school, started going to a youth group and like was going on a lot more retreats and stuff. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I'm a sinner. <laughs> like I'm a really serious sinner and like I need help. And um, in yesterday's episode, we talked a little bit about, um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about how, like, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Humility. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I just totally lost it, but that's okay. Um. I think I was just going to say how, like, I just never really knew until um, I, like, started going on retreats and stuff how important confession was and, like, what a big sinner I was and that, 
Oh, I remember what it was. Thank you, Holy Spirit and Guardian Angel. Um, yesterday in our episode, we talked about how, like, whenever um, you sin, like, whenever you're first getting started in your faith life, maybe your motivation is just, I don't want to go to hell. Like, that's that's your only motivation, like that's Daniel was talking about. It is, <laughs> it is good motivation. Um, kind of like how when you're little, you do things just because mom or dad says so. And that's good enough at first. So, like, sure, if if you are, like, really struggling with an addiction and, like, the only thought that even remotely helps you not commit the sin again is, I don't want to go to hell. Like, okay, that's a really good motivation. But as you, like, mature in your spiritual life, hopefully you come to this realization that, like, I don't want to just not go to hell. I don't want to commit this sin because I... I know this isn't what God wants of me and I want to love him and honor him by my life and by choosing good over this bad. Um, yeah. So let's think, um, and feel free to like shout out if you guys have examples that come to your mind. But I would say that the first experience that I ever had of like wanting to go to confession and like knowing that I needed to, um, was when I was in eighth grade, because I'll be honest with you guys, like I was struggling with some really like serious sins in, um, middle school, like some really serious mortal sins. And like, I felt so guilty for them all the time. And I felt like no one else understood what I was going through. And I don't know, I just like felt so ashamed by them, but didn't really know what to do with that. And then finally, I was on this retreat, and they just like really helped me understand confession as like God working through the priest. Like it's not that I'm going to confess my sins to Father Holy Water or something like, and that He's the one that's oh, forgiving me. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I've heard like. The born joke. <laughs> you was born to be a priest. Well, I've heard the joke, Sister Mary, Holy Water, and I think that's hilarious. And so I just like substitute Father because it has to be a priest. Um, that could be a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> like, yeah. why can't girls be priests? If you want to see that episode, comment below. Um, anyway, but like, these people helped me understand on the retreat that like I'm not going to confess my sins just to the priest. It's really like. Jesus in the place of the priest and that it's not the priest giving me like healing and graces, but it's like God working through that priest, if that makes sense. Um, so I would say that was like my first really profound experience of confession and like being healed of, of mortal sin in particular. Um, so if, this was an analogy. I'm not going to stick it back on your arm, I promise. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt as bad. It's not a sticky True. down. But, like, in this analogy, like, through confession, I firmly believe, like, God reapplied. <laughs> Re whatever that would be. Yes, reattached me to himself. Like, I was reunited with God. Just like Daniel's hairs. Mm -hmm. Through confession, I'm sure, 
could be reattached to his so arm. So if I bring this in confessional, <laughs> I'll be able to put him back. Please take that. <laughs> Please take that the next time you go to confession. Not, no. Explain all 27 minutes of this oh so far and be like, so what? Yeah. So, like, I'd say my first time, like, we all had our first confession in second grade, which, like, I was a wee little lad, but I'm just like, what even is Did this? Did you have all that hair? Yeah, you did yeah, have all that hair. <laughs> but, like, so, I guess it was, like, the summer after my freshman year, summer before sophomore year, I went on a um, mission trip with our local kind of youth group deal, and I think it was there that I, like, truly understood, like, how important confession is and, like, how important it is in reestablishing our relationship with God if, like, we had um, mortal sins, committed mortal sins prior to that, and, like, I don't know, it was, I just remember that confession, I was just, like, a ton was just, like, lifted off my shoulders, and I'm just, like, thank you, Jesus, like, is that the Lord's name? No. Okay, because I was, like, No, you were praising him. Okay, yes, praising, yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Like, literally, I was, like, oh, my gosh, so, so great, but, yeah, even now, though, I still struggle, like, since then, it's just, like, dread going sometimes because I'm just like I'm so ashamed but then whenever I finally go I'm just like so thankful and yeah I'm probably on the same boat as them getting but it was more like my junior and senior year in high school late late one but that's when I got into the youth group and that's when we started doing fun things together and uh that's when I started going to confession more and doing more things like that. And I remember being terrified because I haven't went in a while and just of all I've done and then getting there. But afterwards, it felt just peace. Everything was nice. I thought you said peace. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about that in yesterday's video too. Mm-hmm. How, like, you know it's God. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you feel that earthquake? It was dangerous. Um, but no, like, God works through peace. Like, peace, love, joy, consolation. Like, St. Ignatius of Loyola says that. Like, that is his big thing when he talks about discerning the spirits. And he's like, that's when you know the good spirit's leading you. Like, through peace. Whereas, whenever you're feeling this fear and this anxiety, this dark, doubt, confusion, etc. Like, that's when you know the bad spirit. Like, that's when the devil is leading you. Um, yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to hit on before we go was, um, I was substitute teaching for a second grade class earlier this year and they were coming up on their first confession, their first reconciliation. There was this one little boy in particular. He's so cute. He was like one of my favorites. Like he was so sweet, but he was so scared. Like Mm -hmm. he would, I don't remember if he would cry or not, but he was very, very upset and visibly like afraid to go to confession and when I talked to him about it I was like why are you why are you so afraid and he said I don't like talking about bad stuff (laughs) and it was like me neither bud like none of us do and especially when we're talking about ourselves like no one likes talking about the bad stuff and I was like buddy I want you to think about it like this 
whenever we sin, we do get this bad stuff inside of us. And there's no way for us to let it out unless we tell God that we're sorry. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to try to explain to this second grader the difference between venial and mortal. (laughs) So just bear with me and we're just going to say sin in general (laughs) for this purpose. Um, But I was like, and we get these bad things inside of us. But when we go to confession, because confession is awesome no matter what. Like I've had so many priests recommend like going once a month, if not once every two weeks, um, just because it's like so good and you get so many graces, even if you haven't committed mortal sin, like good idea to go. So when I was talking to this little guy, I was like, so we get these bad things inside of us and like going to confession and telling Jesus we're sorry is how we can get them out. And if we are scared, it's because the devil's trying to get us not to go. And guess who wins if you don't go to confession? And he, oh, Daniel. (laughs) Is that like five cookies? (laughs) The devil wins. The devil wins if we don't go to confession. But I wasn't like looking for you two to answer this. But since I asked the little boy this question, then I was like, but who wins if you go to confession? Us and God. Oh. Two two cookies. cookies. <laughs> How much? Two. And five. Okay, but like well, two just added gosh. on to whatever the total was. We're going to say like ten. What? No. <laughs> Everyone rewatch this video and count. keep a counting <laughs> cookie total. A running cookie count. And comment below. Comment below so who gets <laughs> how many. I'm dead. Team Daniel. <laughs> Like the freaking Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Comment below which one would be Edward and which. No, we're done. This is weird. This is weird. This is weird. Anyway, but we're weird, so it's fine. Um. Anyway, so know that there's nothing to be afraid of, and that it's totally normal to be afraid, and that that's just one of the ways that like the devil is trying to get you to not grow closer to God. But oh my gosh, like. If you've had a personal experience of, like, freedom and peace and confession, like, you know how awesome it is. Like, hold on to that. Like, this channel is literally called Joy and Hope. Like, have joy. Have hope knowing that God is always waiting for you in confession, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are. Like, there are so many people in the Bible. Like, if you go through the Old Testament, just imagine what some of them would have had to bring to confession. So, if they can do it and... Like be these Cain amazing. And Abel, uh, yeah. <laughs> I killed my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like David and Bathsheba, but you know what? That's oh. yeah. all of this to say. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Oh. So like have joy and hope, and know that God is waiting for you in confession. He wants to heal all y'all sins, <laughs> and yeah. And it's going to be awesome. You guys want to pray? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the Amen. name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, guys. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast. 
we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.